And now it's time for the Tri-State Sports Beat with your hosts, Nick Federico, Scott DeBell, and Joe Bruno. Hello! Hello! this right i feel like we haven't done this in a very long time i know pal it's been it's been quite some time hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the tri-state sports beat hope everyone is doing well happy healthy safe and all that good stuff because the delta variant is out so you don't want to get that that's bad you don't want to get that but yes we are back we took a little bit of a month hiatus from the podcast but we are back and better than ever and what a day to start resuming the podcast. Hello, pal. How art thou? Hello. I'm fantastic. You Good. know what? I want to start this podcast by you, saying. You know what? It's your show. I'm just living in it. I want to say hello <laughs> to Joey Gallo. Hello. Anthony Rizzo. Hello, Anthony. And hello, Joey Joseph. Rodriguez. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's <laughs> important too, I guess. Rizzo. Gallo. Hello. <laughs> la, la, la. You know, I was ready to start, like, killing the Yankees, and, I, and we probably will because we haven't talked about them in a month, and there's, like, a lot to discuss. If we how. recorded this after the Red Sox series, oh, I would have been screaming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, pal, what, like, uh, today is just a crazy day. To What's today? Thursday, the 29th of July. Crazy, crazy day. We got a lot to discuss, but we'll start with the Yankees. We were ready to destroy Brian Cashman. I was borderline ready to get him the hell out of here. When the yep. season, you know, conclude when the season concludes, but has he totally redeemed himself on paper? You know, these guys still have to play on the field. But yesterday, while the Yankees are in Tampa, obviously they had just lost tonight, fourteen nothing, an embarrassment. Garrett Cole was terrible. The Yankees, were, as a whole, were just terrible. They didn't put up any runs, but it is what it is. But we're gonna do a little positivity because that's what we need with this baseball team going into the rest of the second half of the year, and hopefully they make a little bit of a playoff push here. As uh, I, I want to know how you feel. Uh, is the is the division totally like out for you? Like, are you just focused on the wild card? Because that's kind of where I am at right now. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, they're like what eight and a half games back now, or if I not think, a little more. Yeah, than I that. think right now they're eight and a half games. Um, obviously they're nine games out technically, mm-hmm. eight back in the loss column of the Boston Red Sox. Um, yeah, I don't think they're picking up nine games on the Red Sox. I just don't – they needed to win three out of four this weekend, which, you know, they had a chance to. Um, they had to win three out of four this weekend to have a chance, even a glimmer of hope to the division, and mm-hmm. clearly they didn't do that. No. Um, they choked away three out of four instead of winning three out of four. Um, now they're just chasing the Oakland A's, which, of course, whenever the Yankees win, the Oakland Athletics have to win. And whenever the Yankees lose, luckily the A's lose. So hopefully they lose today. Um they are playing the Angels tonight uh, and facing 1-7 with a 6-6-9 ERA in Dylan Bundy. Great. So that should Wonderful. be just fantastic. Yeah, the Yankees um, are nine games back. They're third place right now. They're 22-29 and 29 against the division. Not great when the Orioles have 26 losses against the division and the Yankees have 29. Not great. And, and the Orioles are 26 and a half games back, just in case you're keeping score at home. The Orioles have a better uh, last 10 record, too. Correct. The Orioles are 7-3 and three and the Yankees are 6-4. Uh, and four. Wonderful. But, I mean, the month of July has been, you know, been okay. We've had some, you know, ups to, you know, look up at. They were in they're now seven and five since the since the all-star break coming into July. They played Boston seven times. They've won four of those. So nice to get some wins against Boston and also a Finally. win today. Taking Anthony Rizzo away from them. We'll get into that in a little bit. And then they win this series in Tampa Bay, but of course they cannot complete the sweep with their ace on the mound and they give up fourteen runs as a whole. But whatever. It is what it is. 
uh, the Yankees are now going to go and, and play the Miami Marlins and uh, with their new group of merry men. So that'll be fun. Just think, the outfield in that series. Mm-hmm. First of all, can Giancarlo Stanton play no. the outfield? No. I don't and want next, him to. Can he hit no. the baseball? No. Can he make contact? No. At this point, a strikeout, if he makes contact and gets out, that is a positive. I, can you answer me this? I know, like the re- the, I know like the reason is they want to shake up the lineup and have a DH. I have no desire to see Giancarlo Stanton play left field. I really don't. I don't understand it. Yeah, I... I just, I mean, hard, I mean, in the ev- World Series, when you play the National League, he's going to have to play in the outfield if, you know, his bat is going to be in the lineup. And it's clear he's not going to sit for a seven-game series. I just have no desire, as a Yankee fan, to see him play the outfield. I really don't. I'd rather see Brett Gardner out there. I really would. But, obviously, the Yankees have needed to shake things up this past month because of injuries and COVID outbreaks. You know, we haven't seen Clint Frazier in quite some time with the, you know... Uh, Headaches issue. He might go on a rehab assignment soon. Yep. Uh, Luke Voigt, who has been rumored to be traded, uh, is. I think after the Rizzo move today, that's a guarantee. Yeah, that's a guarantee. Tim LaCastro, who they traded for, you know, after we took our little break there, and, you know, is what it is. And then we had the COVID outbreak. Judge, Higgy, Geo, you know, they were all part of that COVID outbreak that the Yankees had, and they missed a couple games. But um, the story was for a little bit what we had a little bit of excitement going on was Greg Allen, of course. You know, bringing his speed and electricity to the Yankee lineup, and that's a good word. Electricity. Electricity. I, like I mean, that. he does. I mean, I see him round third base when he was going to go score. I'm like, I like that guy. He's literally fast. He's fast like lightning. He's fast. He's like Flash. But he was making himself known in that lineup, and now obviously you have Joey Gallo, you have Anthony Rizzo in this lineup. It's going to be hard for Greg Allen to kind of break through in that lineup. Can I just now. say something? Sure, you can. Obviously, Greg Allen did not play tonight because the Rays hit correct. Him. Correct. Hit him. That's just not allowed, but no. okay. Um, he had the best average. Now, granted, he has a, an eighth or a tenth of the at-bats right. that the rest of the lineup has, but he is batting 300 so far in his limited playing time. No other batter in the lineup last night has an average over 282. Great. And he's that. hitting 300. That's yeah. the, and, and talking about the acquisitions... Of Gallo mm-hmm. and Rizzo. Yeah, go That's ahead. one gripe you could have is they do not hit for average. But Gallo has about a 400 on base percentage. And yeah, he, he strikes and he's out a, a lot. Yeah, and he's a gold glove outfielder. Mm-hmm. But a strikeout might be an improvement over the ground ball. Uh, after, double over play. the Yes, ground ball double play. Not according to our wonderful manager. Cause remember months ago he said double <sighs> plays are good mm-hmm. things. Remember that? He's still remember a moron. That? He is still a moron. I, I don't care how many great players you put on this Yankees team. Aaron Boone is still a freaking moron. Idiot. But let's talk about the Joey Gallo trade first. Last night this happened. Yankees were kind of linked to him for a while. They get they also get Jolie Rodriguez, a pitcher in a deal, you know, as well. They give up four prospects to the Rangers. They these weren't top guys either. We heard and remember we were looking on Twitter. We were probably, you know, we were texting back and forth last night seeing who was in this deal. Originally we saw Clark Schmidt's name pass around in tw- on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen, thank God. And we saw that and I'm like, "Wow, that's a win." Another win also is that the Rangers are paying the rest of Joey Gallo's contract and the rest of Jolie Rodriguez's contract. Now, um, Joey Gallo has two more years uh, this year and next year left on his deal, right? Yes. So he's going to be here for at least two more years. This year, next year, he's going to be here. He's going to play left field for the Yankees and be that left-handed power bat that they need. But, you know, Yankees and Joey Gallo have been linked for about a month or so ever since the trade deadline has been rumored. You know, and it just makes sense. Lefty bat, 
and a very good and you said a Gold Glove outfielder or a very elite left fielder. Mm-hmm. And he could play right field. He could play. He could basically play all the outfield he can, positions. Yeah, he can play all the outfield, third base, and first base. That's just wonderful. The only thing is the strikeouts do concern me. It's going to be another guy that's going to strike out two hundred times, you know, a year. Now, you just brought up a very good point, saying you'd rather take a strikeout than another ground uh, double play. I saw something today that Joey Gallo, in his career, and I'm pretty sure he's played. He's twenty seven. I'm pretty sure he's played five years, maybe something like that. I was looking at this last night. He's only grounded into nine double plays in his career. Yeah, I think really? Judge, Stanton... Maybe that's because the Rangers can never get on base. True. Judge, Stanton, and somebody else have already done that this season. Oh, yeah, 100%. They probably did that in the first month. So, do you... when you well, Obviously, this is a very positive trade. The Yankees get better offensively, and, and they add some defense, too. But does the strikeouts concern you at all, or not, or not so much, really? I think we're just used to it at this point. Like True. Unfortunately, it's a give and take in today's uh, baseball world. Absolutely. And, you know, the f- I'll take the fact that the Yankees are adding a lefty power bat. Mm-hmm. Two? Yankees, two now. Well, two, yes. The Yankees, I'm pretty sure, only have a little over 20 home runs from left-handed batters in Yankee Stadium this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and Most of them have to be Rubenet Odor. Yeah, over really? half of them, yeah. Or maybe, I don't know if it's just in Yankee Stadium, but for, I think it's just Yankee home runs in generals from left-handed hitters. Mm-hmm. It's only maybe around 25 or so. Um, and yeah, over, about half of those or over half of those are from Rugi. And when you hit in Yankee Stadium, that just can't happen. I mean, think about the left-handed bats over the years that have made a difference um, for the Yankees. You th- I mean, the first name that came into my head was Raul Abanez in the... Sure. Uh, in the in the playoffs when he hit those two home runs, Hideki Matsui, mm-hmm. um, Teixeira, I know is a switch hitter, but he used his left-handed bat very effectively there. Gardner Curtis Granderson, Gardner in his prime. Yep, uh, Johnny Damon even got some short porch home runs there. Yeah, um, that's the big takeaway. Though, I'm sure guys. we're missing. Yeah, I'm sure we're missing a, a lot of other. Bernie Williams is a left-handed bat, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Yep. Um, Paul O'Neill. Like, just think of all the amazing left-handed batters. Uh, in Yankees history that could have taken advantage of that short porch. And the fact that the Yankees don't believe in left-handed batters up until this point, you know, is kind of a disgrace. As now we've been, you know, people have been saying the Yankees need to balance this lineup. They're too right-handed. They're too right-handed. I guess Brian Cashman has finally listened to everybody. And can we talk about the BS that they tried to give us saying, oh, I'm not going to try and, you know, just get a lefty for being a lefty's sake. Well, maybe they do, but granted, they're getting two good players in left-handed batters in Gallo and Rizzo. Correct. But, you know... They were trying to make the fans believe that they didn't care about left-handed hitting. Well, clearly they care about left-handed hitting because they just got two of the most influential or the two most influential left-handed bats in the trade deadline market. Absolutely. I you know, that's a very solid point. And then I just wanted to correct myself. Joey Gallo has played seven years, only grounded in nine double plays. That's Incredible. We'll probably ground this nine just this year. Probably, but uh, that's the way the Yankees' luck has been. And then, as of recently, a couple hours ago, the Yankees trading for Anthony Rizzo. Complete bombshell. Nobody ever saw this coming. I think Jack Curry broke the story from the Yes Network. And the Yankees give up two uh, pretty good prospects, uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I don't know their names right now, but whatever. Um, it was Alcantara. Are you talking about the the Rizzo deal? Yes. Alcantara. But they're any... And, but, Anyway, they're oh, too it's high. Uh, Alcantara and Vizcaino, but they're too high quality. They're too quality. I think Alcantara the was the ninth. He's a right-handed pitcher, and then Vizcaino, I think, was an outfielder, and he mm-hmm. was the eleventh or twelfth. Yeah. 
But the what the Yankees are getting now, you know, Rizzo's numbers, you know, not great this year. Not what we're used to seeing out of him. He's hitting like 248 today, uh, this year for 14 home runs, I think, uh, 40 RBIs. I mean, he took that all day. Everyone on the Cubs is down this year, right? But I think the Yankees also were thinking this is a like this is a human vacuum at first base. You know, this four-time oh, yeah. Gold Glover, three-time All Star. You know, the World Series champ in 2016. Just think about the upgrade. Like, I love Luke Voigt. I, I have a too. Luke Voigt jersey, if you want to put it that way. The shirt, the, yes. sh- the shirt jersey, yes. or whatever. Bought that in Yankee Stadium even before he switched his number to 59. <laughs> um, but his defense at first base is not very good. No, it's not. Like just. I mean, he's probably Rizzo's even probably better than DJ at first base. You could argue. And for, first of all, that catch that he had to make last night because he lost it in the roof. Scary. If that would have been Luis Castillo esque. <laughs> yeah. And I know yeah. everyone said it on Twitter, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna uh, say it say it too because they would have tied the Rays would have tied the game on that, mm. and knowing the Yankees, that would have been an absolute meltdown. It. Oh, thank goodness he caught that. That was not even an infield pop-up can be easy with this freaking team so far. <laughs> I just saw this on Fox MLB Sports. It says, Red, so- Red Sox, we're going to trade for Anthony Rizzo. It's, and then Yankees, who the F are you? Yeah, that's honestly the biggest thing about this is that the Red Sox didn't get Rizzo. Absolutely. I think that's. I think that was a really main motive, too, why the Yankees did this trade. I mean, because nobody saw this coming. This was no. completely out of left field. Completely. Nobody had a nobody had a leak on this story or anything. When I uh, when I crossed my phone on Bleacher Report of all places, I was like, "No way!" I go that. I mean, are they inquiring by Anthony Rizzo? Yeah, sure, that makes sense, right? But then to hear they they full out just traded for Anthony, I'm like, "Excuse, I was not informed about this. I need yeah. to know about these things." Yeah, that came that literally came out of nowhere. And then my first instinct, of course, was to fa- to call you. I actually called you, and then you took a little too long to answer. Oh, I, was and to, I was talking to Greg. About this news. Yes. I have to. I have to. But the most important thing I'm going to take away from this is we learned that the Yankees are not paying for Gallo and, and um, Rodriguez, also not paying for Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. So there's more moves to come. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw Marley Rivera tweet, Yankees source says we are not done. No, they're not. And then she said, do, that with, do with that what you will. It's got to be pitching. 100%. Has to be pitching. But then you look at this lineup. You look at this projected lineup here, courtesy of Talking Yanks. DJ, playing second. Judge, playing right field. Rizzo, first base. Stanton, DH, whatever. Joey Gallo, left field. Gary behind the plate. Glaber, Geo, and Brett Gardner. That's the thing. Uh, can we play Florial instead of Brett Gardner, please? Yeah. Oh, oh are you or on... Greg Allen instead are, of Brett Gardner? Are you on the goodbye Brett Gardner train okay. now? I feel like I need. Oh, shoot it! Pull it! Oh, sorry, U.S. Gold. We are we are currently. Yeah, <laughs> you know the biggest thing that's going on Con- in this country. Concafa. Right Con- in the words of Pat McAfee, <laughs> Concafa. Um, Paul Paul the nipple. Oh, Paul Ariola. Oh, wow, he was way offside. Um, how do you not like even he was called offside? How do you not put that in the net? I don't know. That just shows you um, U.S. soccer. Crap. What, what was I gonna say? Um. Oh. We're talking about Brett Gardner. Yes. Why is this dude holding his throat? Um, are you on the goodbye Brett Gardner train now? Listen, I was thinking about this. You are. Uh, during the game today because he also made that really bad yes. dropped. Did you see that? Oh, it's He ran right into the wall. He overran the Dumbass. ball. Dumbass. Brett Gardner has been a fantastic Yankee. Sure. Can't argue that. Like, 
He's I'm washed. not gonna I'm not gonna put him on the pedestal of retired number because he didn't win enough to probably put him in that category. No. But he is up there in terms of Yankees who have played their careers just with the Yankees. I would say he's a, he's not a legendary Yankee. He's an impactful Yankee. He he'll go down as a borderline. Yeah, I think he's a he's been a very good Yankee, especially because you know he really wasn't someone that people thought highly of. He was always just a guy that did his job, and you know he would sprinkle in a couple really good years, and he was always very solid defensively. Yeah, he was the little guy in the Yankee system. Unfortunately for Brett Gardner, his last season is going to go down just because of recency bias. As oh, it's just going to diminish what fans think of his Yankee career, and that's just unfortunate for Brett yeah, that Gardner. Is. That is. Because he's been just, I think he's been a really good Yankee. He's he's a model know, Yankee. He's who he's who you want to represent the Yankees. Unfortunately for him, he won't go down in the history of all-time Yankees because they didn't win enough when he was on the team. Right. But that's not really a fault of him. I think he's probably been one of the best Yankees in the lineup and in the field during his career. Mm-hmm. And like I said, unfortunately... This season might overshadow that. But, yes, can we play Greg Allen or Estevan Floreal in the to. field over Brett Gardner? Have to. Like, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing from Floreal so far. Other than him not gaining momentum into that uh, sack fly throw attempt in Boston where he just kind of sat under the ball and then threw it. Well, I see Floreal having a future here, though, too. That's the thing. Yeah, I think he, I mean, until the Martian comes, uh, he could be our... Center fielder. Okay. Unfortunately, Aaron Hicks is going to have to come back at some point. Yeah, Maybe we to. can trade him. Listen, we could package him and Giancarlo. Nobody's going to trade Giancarlo. But we would have to give the Martian up probably to get rid of Giancarlo. You think so? Who's going to take two hundred million for for dead weight? Absolutely nobody. The funny thing is, he's I, still hitting would, like two sixty. I would trade Giancarlo for that water bottle right there. <laughs> at least, at least, it would provide some purpose. See, I don't for your even, life. Like, like, I don't even want to even get into it because we've done this for how many years now? Have we done this? We've said this. We could say the same. We could sit here and say the same thing about Giancarlo. Strikes out. See, no, he he sucks. He wastes the money. Like we know this. Already. See, the tough thing is, uh, unfortunately for the Yankees, they're having a bad regular season. So regular season performances are kind of being. Uh, looked into more deeper, yes. more deep. Yes. If he goes out and has a playoffs like he did last year, Yankees fans are going to love him again. Because he was very good in the playoffs last year. Sure, but they have to get there first. That's the And he needs to be a part of that to help them get there. Like people were saying, oh, did Giancarlo earn his pinstripes in the in the playoffs no. last year? No. Not in my eyes. Sorry. I mean, obviously it was because he was, you know, hot at that point. But Listen, I'm I mean, s- his first year as a Yankee... That was the year that Judge played like a quarter of the season, and right. Giancarlo was the only reason why they were somewhat competitive. Yeah. Because he hit like 280 and hit like 50 home runs. But again, that didn't result in what we expected. What Was was that 2017 or 2018 that year when they traded for Giancarlo? It might have been 2018. Yeah, I forget. I but they didn't get as far as they would have in 2017. They didn't get it within a game of the World Series. So that's the problem. I mean... Yeah, Giancarlo Stanton was brought here to be the guy. Brought here to be the... I mean, let's be honest. If we expected Giancarlo Stanton to hit 60 home runs again in the recent future, then uh, we'd be crazy. But, I mean, it is it is what it is. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and harp again about how bad Giancarlo Stanton's been since he's been a Yankee. I, to me, just, like, has he earned his stripes to you at, at this point in his career? Um, 
Probably not. It's hard to say right now because he's just he's lost at the plate right now, dude. He's so lost. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, is he just not motivated? Like, if I were Giancarlo Stanton, I had three hundred million dollars coming my way no matter what happened. What's what's going to motivate me? Who cares about winning at that point? Really? I, the problem with Giancarlo is he's so like his swing is so unique. Like, no one swings like him, and when. He's off. It looks even worse. I don't know. So, like, he doesn't have, like, he just pumps balls into the outfield. Yeah. He doesn't really have, like, his swing is so short and quick. Like, he doesn't really have, like, a nice-looking swing. And, unfortunately, when he's fanning at balls, it doesn't really. It just looks uh, like he's not giving any effort. Like, he, like, he'll take his at-bats, he'll go back to the dugout and go, woe is me. And you know what's even worse? He plays half the game. It's not like he's tired or anything. Well, maybe play, him playing in the field will get him more in the rhythm of I the game. I just don't want to see And that. when he gets to the plate, he won't be so lost. I just don't want to. All right, Yankee fans are going to get their wish. They're going to have they're gonna have Giancarlo play in left field, right? The guy hasn't played left field in two years. He's going to make one mistake, and we're going to kill him. So why <laughs> even bother putting him out there? I want to see it. I don't. And the... All the excuses. It can only get Aaron worse. Aaron Boone has been talking f- since the All-Star break. That John, oh, shut his trap, Oh, John Carlos going to play the outfield one of these series, and it keeps going back series for series for series because something keeps happening. The recent thing was, oh, Chris Gittens, who plays first base, <laughs> oh, he stepped on his bat and twisted his ankle, so John Carlos can't play the outfield because an infielder got hurt. <laughs> How does that make sense? Listen, Aaron Boone says a lot of things that don't make any sense. Double plays are good things. Chris Gittins getting hurt doesn't make, you know. And he, oh, the way he is dealing with the bullpen right now, mm. with the Yankees' philosophy of, oh, we can't pitch guys three days in a row because of rest. Well, when you're, when, and Aaron Boone even admitted this the other day, when your season is on the line, maybe we should deviate from the plan a little bit mm. so we can win the ball game. Win Win, win the basket, win the baseball game. Yeah, I was. I couldn't say if I was going to say ball game or baseball game, so it came out as a bulls game. <laughs> bulls game. <laughs> well, it also doesn't help that <laughs> kind of like this. You want to speak from? We miss Joe. <laughs> really do miss Joe. Ranger Joe. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Ranger Joe. No, I mean, I just don't understand the motivation for. And it even, and it makes it even worse because Aaron Boone keeps pushing it back. Oh, he's gonna play. He's gonna play one game in the Boston series. Eh, nah, maybe not. <laughs> he's gonna play one in Tampa. Mm, nah, oh, maybe not. Turf will hurt. Eh, maybe not. Yeah, and you know what the excuse is gonna be? I'll tell you right now. He's gonna pull Luis Rojas in the beginning of the season. Do you remember this? With with, with Degrom, he's gonna pull the same thing. With uh, Boone's gonna pull the same thing with Stanton. Oh, the up downs for Stanton. He need, I need to give him a day off after he played the left field. Up down. The up downs from the dugout sitting is behind on the dugout going. Wait, did Luis Rojas actually say oh, that? Oh yeah, the up downs for Jacob Degrom in the beginning of the year because getting up and down, up and down, it was wearing him out. Glad Aaron Boone did not say that. Oh, I because I could totally, I could totally see that. What's happening. worse, that or Mickey Callaway saying he doesn't want to dry hump his pitchers? Mickey Callaway was too busy dry humping something else. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Is that too far? Strap in. <laughs> you know what we should strap in for? Zach Wilson's our quarterback. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that in a bit. 
But uh, let's transition. Are we done with the Yankees? Do you have anything else to say? You want any, uh... All I say is they better sweep the Miami Marlins. And if they don't, trade everybody. Stupid ass. <laughs> if they don't, trade everybody. <laughs> trade everybody away. Trade everybody back. All right, let's transition a little bit to the Mets. I mean, not too much going on. The Mets are in a you know weak-ass division. We know this. Uh, they're four games up on the, I want to say the Phillies. Don't quote me on that. Tommy, uh, check me on that, please. I don't know. Well, they just lost three or four to the Braves. They did. Not good. Not good. Not good for the Mets. Um, the Mets are three and a half games up on the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay, see, I was close. Good enough. Guessing is good. Educated guessing is good. And the Phillies beat the Nationals today in eight innings. Mm. Oh, they split the doubleheader today. Oh, sideline. Did we? Did anybody see that Bryce Harper inside the park home run? I did not. That man is. I see. Wouldn't you love that man to be a Yankee? Mm. Wow, that's interesting. Wow. What a concept. I wonder who thought of that. Who was the hugest, who was the biggest advocate for Bryce Harper being a New York Yankee? <laughs> I wonder who that was. <laughs> we call him Joy Bag of Donuts. Joey Gallo without a beard is kind of terrifying. <laughs> Joey Gallo's been going to Dunkin' Donuts a little bit. I call him Joey Bag of Donuts. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, all right. So just quickly on the Mets, uh, obviously, let's start off with DeGrom a little bit because... What a save! Honestly, I'm now worried about Jacob DeGrom. This time, you know, it's, it's forearm tightness. Here's what I understand, too. Why can't managers, just or, or teams for that matter, just say he's got, you know, he's got an actual... Why does it have to be something is always tight or stuff? What does that even mean? What is that? I, I was yeah. I'm yelling. I hate when you know what I was thinking. Imagine if like, let's say John Carlos Stanton because he's useless. John Carlos Stanton swings and like his groin hurts. Right? What? How would Aaron Boone say that? How would Aaron Boone say that? Uh, yeah. We had to pull John Carlos today. He's got because, some crotch because stuff. he had some crotch stuff. Tea bags you on the way by. Yeah. Penis scratch. <laughs> <laughs> and what about this too? What if? Do you think just a, just a hypothetical? Let's say like, let's say Rugi, right? Rugi, Rugi seems like he fucks. Let's be real, <laughs> he does. So what if like Rugi showed up with an STD? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Where is this going? Just 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 settle here. And like maybe maybe you can't play. With an STD. I don't know. <laughs> How would Aaron Boone explain that? How do you think he would explain that? I'm going to blow smoke up my <laughs> ass. Uh, yeah, guy. Uh, sorry, Meredith. Uh, Rugi's not available today. He's got some jock itch. He's got some genital stuff. That, that might- sounds something <laughs> that I don't want to be a part of. Could you imagine trying to explain that to like the media? Yeah. <laughs> Our guy's got... At that point, I would say it's COVID. Like, at that point, I would say it's COVID. I wouldn't even want to admit that I have an STD. If I, am I wrong, though? <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, just, just think about that for you. I want to kiss you. Thanks, Joe. I'll yeah! Yeah! <laughs> like, if... I want to know how many times that's actually happened. Like, a player's just like, yeah, Skip. Got some serious jock itch coming down there. What just happened? I can't really. I'm not comfortable enough to play today. 
That's what Aaron Boone says to Rugia. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you got to take me out of the lineup today. <laughs> okay. Wear a cup. <laughs> and then imagine Aaron Boone sitting in front of the Zoom. <laughs> he's looking at Meredith Morakovic right in the face. <laughs> and he has to say, yeah, Rugia's got some genital stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Got a little bit of a jock itch. Maybe get some. Uh, you need some uh, blood tests. Get some gold bond for that. <laughs> <laughs> Baby powder. Jock itch. What's confused with icy hot? <laughs> I think that would make it worse. Oh yeah. Jock itch. <laughs> Nicola. Jock itch. Nicola. Jock itch. All right. Anyway, Jacob Degrom. Uh, worry level with all this tightness and stuff and whatever. But the Mets are taking it kind of slow with him right now. You know, and all we know is that he took the mound today and he threw off a mound today. Whoop do whoop de do. But like all these setbacks, this tightness, this stuff. And he's going for MRIs, they're not finding anything. Is That's it a problem? It, obviously. So Jacob DeGrom keeps getting hurt and keeps having these setbacks, but nobody can find out what it is. What kind of doctors the Mets have over there at City Field? Like well, <laughs> Or what kind of doctors are they taking them to? My thing is, if Jacob DeGrom keeps having these tightness issues, whatever, oblique tightness, forearm tightness, calf tightness, how can you rely on him to be healthy going into the playoffs and not worry about this tightness? Or are the Mets just really just, are the Mets just taking extra precaution? I don't know. No, I think there's something there just because if he feels it, there has to be something there. It's just hard because the MRI doesn't show anything. But, like, the Mets, I mean, I think if what kind of, it matters on what kind of additions they make at the trade deadline, but the Mets could be a serious contender in the National League, at least to go to the NLCS, I, I would already, say. I think they already are pre- currently presented. But they need Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. Absolutely. Without DeGrom, they are. They're nothing. They're nothing. They're, they're absolutely right. And that doesn't help that Lindor is going to be out probably till early September. He's got that grade two oblique strain. Like three to five weeks, he'll be out, and it, and it sucks because he was kind of finding his way, and he was kind of you know starting to you know earn his Mets pinstripes, if you will, and you know. But for now, the Mets are kind of holding up with Adam, even though they just lost three or four to the Braves, and it's not you know great right now. But they're still in first place, so Mets fans, you cannot complain right now as they are still a couple games up in the National League East, just and just and they have the luck of the draw; they're in a bad division. And then I saw this yesterday, the day before. Uh, what do we think about Javier Baez wanting to play with Lindor? I, I just don't think that goes over well. Have fun with that contract because he wants like 200 mil. And I was thinking about this too. Imagine, that would be such a huge personality infield. That's what they should call that. Lindor, Baez, and Pete. Baez. From, I, I was actually talking to Max yesterday because I, I, I don't We focus on the Yankees and the Mets here. Apparently, Javi Baez is very overrated. Gotcha, bitch. Alonzo at first and two out, and Baez gets one in the air yep. on the field. Winker going back, looking up, and it's out of here. Javi Baez with a two-run homer. A towering shot. His first home run is a New York Mets coming in his first game for the Mets. Like, yeah, I can't highly. say I'm an avid Chicago Cubs baseball no. watcher. That's not why you're listening to this. That's not why we're doing this. But I can't say I'm a real avid baseball watcher in general other than the New York Yankees. True. 
but I can't. But apparently, Javi Baez is a little overrated. And uh, okay, sure, I'll take I'll take that for for what it is. But Javi Baez would only play second base in New York for the Mets if it means playing with Francisco Lindor. Otherwise, he's a shortstop. What are the Mets going to do with Jeff McNeil? Going to put him in left? That's not where he plays. I'm sick. See, I mean, the big thing is, what are they going to do with Conforto at the end of the year? Right. He's he having would a down be year. Very nice in a Yankee uniform. He would. Also having a down year though. Yeah. I don't know if you. He's also been hurt. He's missed some time this year. I don't know if the, the Yankees don't need more injury-prone people, prone players, no. I should say. But all in all, the Mets at the trade deadline. I guess we'll get into this. They're trying. They're just trying to get better. They're trying to maintain that first in the National League East. They're trying to win that division and take it and head into the division series. But. The biggest name that's been linked to the Mets has been Chris Bryant. And honestly, dude, I'm not going to count it out. I think that's the most realistic trade that the Mets are a part of right now. Because I was listening to Zach Scott on the radio with uh, Carton and Roberts the other day. And it does not seem in the slightest that the Mets like J.D. Davis. I'm convinced. Zach Scott was saying, oh, the bat's good. You know, he's the bat's good. The bat's good. But the defense is, uh, so it's obvious that the Mets don't think that highly of J.D. Davis. They'll keep, I, I feel like they'll keep him around, but I feel like they're kind of honing in on upgrading that position. The thing is, J.D. Davis, hasn't he been one of their best hitters? Yes. Over the past uh, couple weeks or whenever yeah, he got since, back since from the been back from in, Since he's been back from yeah, the he's IL. Hitting, yeah. He has a three oh nine batting average. I mean, today he... Uh, was 0 for 4 with three strikeouts, mm-hmm. which isn't great, and not helping his case to uh, keep his third base position. Yeah. But the Mets can also, you know, put him in the outfield if need be. Sure. Chris he Bryant played, can also play he, the left field. Yeah. He can also play the outfield, too. Like Dom hasn't had a, He's hitting 251. Conforto's yeah. hitting 203, but I don't really see them taking Conforto out of the lineup. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It, I think if the, I think it makes... That's why I think it makes more sense for the Mets right now to trade for Chris Bryant because he can play at third base and play the outfield. Because I think they need pitching. They do. They need at least one pitcher. Also, the name has been Craig Kimbrell has thrown his, his name out there with the Mets, but listening to listening and hearing and reading about you know the Mets and the trade deadline, they love Edwin Diaz, even though he hasn't been great. He's given you Ajuda if you're a Mets fan lately. Yeah. He's been better than when he uh, what he used to be. Yeah, he's been better since you know last year, two years ago. He's he's probably been the best he's ever been right now. And saying that, and he's still giving Mets fans agita and nervousness. Like I like I'm not gonna tell you in a big playoff game in a big spot that Edwin I can count on Edwin Diaz to get three outs in a one run game without putting guys on base and risking giving up a lead. Yeah. So I don't know. I think the Mets obviously should look into, while they're looking into Chris Bryant, look into Craig Kimbrell as well. He's got a sub-1 ERA, so and he's been great all year. So I don't completely, you know, agree with the notion that the Mets don't need a closer. I think Craig, Keg, wow, Craig Kimbrell, it's a hard name to say, Craig Kimbrell. It's a hard name. <laughs> I don't think that would be a horrible, I think that would be a great addition, if anything. I think that would be, if I'm a Mets fan, that's one, and then Chris Bryant's two. At least, but and then they get Cookie Carrasco back, so that's going to be Luis Rojas or Zach Scott or Sandy Alderson's going to say, "Yeah, we you know we're getting Cookie back, so that's like an internal deadline move for us." However, you want to say it, whatever it is, yeah, whatever floats your boat. I don't know the Mets. I just hope they don't get to 
I guess complacent's not the word, but too settled in their situation right now in the NL East because they play in the easiest division in baseball. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you have to go up against the Dodgers or the Giants or the Padres or literally the entire NL West, Mm -hmm. even the Brewers, like there's four or five better teams than the Mets right now, and the Mets are leading their division. Like the Mets need upgrades. The Mets are in any other division. They're a second, third place team. Yeah, they're fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah, exactly. That's really it for Metland, and uh, I guess we'll take a break. When we come back, Zachariah Wilson officially a New York Jet, and Kelvin Benjamin is no longer a New York Giant. What a disgrace. Did not love the Giants organization. <laughs> no, not at <laughs> all. We'll get into all that and a little more when we come back. You're listening to Tri-State Sports. We do not go anywhere. We're back. Do you have thoughts you want to share, have questions, comments, or hot takes surrounding the world of New York sports? We want to hear from you. So give us a call on the new 24-7 Tri-State Sports B fan line. Call our new toll-free number at 862-260-4315 and leave us a voicemail with your questions and comments so you can be heard on that week's episode of the Tri-State Sports Beat. Again, that's 862-260-4315. We can't wait to hear from you, New York sports fans. All right, before we talk about the... The goddamn Jets. Yeah! I have something that I need to... That we were just watching the NBA draft and something just, you know... Didn't uh, tickle my pickle the right way. You know what? The, when <laughs> NBA when NBA teams make trades during the draft, uh-huh. why do the players that they draft have to wear the old team's picks hat? Say the Nets now have picked twenty nine now from the Phoenix Suns. Whoever the Nets pick at twenty nine will have to wear a Phoenix Suns hat. That is stupidity. That's kind of like the Luca wearing the Atlanta Hawks. Exactly. Hat, Stupid. Or that's like Emmanuel quickly wearing uh, the hat that wasn't the Knicks. I'll tell you that. I don't know. Yeah. Stupid ass. Stupid ass. Stupid. Stupid. Pisses right. me off. But Scott, do you want to lead in with the other good news we had today? I'll just start it off with a tweet that I just saw. I have to pull it up on the old tweeter. Is it the Knicks? Uh, no. <laughs> prayer? <laughs> the Jets tweeted, this was earlier in the day, let the fun begin with Zach Wilson and his beautiful face oh, yeah. and his signing beautiful his contract. contract. He just quote tweeted it 20 minutes ago and said, let's go win some football games. Get used to the mantra, all gas, no break. I'm going fast again. Oh, we're going fast. Let's win some freaking football games. Oh, I am ready. fired up. Ready. Fired up. It's unfortunate that you guys will not be able to accompany me at training camp on Saturday, but I will get our, I will be having our first look at our new franchise quarterback. And our new beautiful bald head coach. I wonder if they're going to be uh, selling Zach Wilson headbands. If they are, I will definitely cop for you. <laughs> oh, you? John Heyman, breaking news. Okay, what do we got? The Mets mm-hmm. and Cubs oh, are boy. talking about deals for Chris Bryant and mm-hmm. or Zach Davies. Could and make a or. nice package and solve Mets' two main issues. Cub have Cubs have a lot going on, obviously. All right, so... <laughs> That's what he said, obviously. All right, so keep that up, and we will uh, we'll break it here first, just in case uh, anything happens. Jets fans, it's that time of year. Football is back. We're thrilled, excited, but we need to calm the hell Whoa. down. What just happened now? Come on, I'm trying to talk about Zach Wilson. Baseball is firing up. What happened? 
Remember when uh, Max Scherzer was apparently going to the Padres? I'm going to guess he is no longer. Breaking news from Jeff Passan. Oh, what? Oh, boy. I did not read the second part. Uh, okay. This is not good. Hurry it up. <laughs> this is not good at all. Not good? The Los Angeles Dodgers are making significant progress on a deal that would send them the star right-hander, Max Scherzer, and not just him, and star shortstop Trey Turner. To the Dodgers? To the Dodgers. What? Well, it doesn't affect the Yankees, so I'm okay with that. Uh, If we want to win a World Series, it affects us. Let's be real. We're not going to get there. Hopefully. Let's be real. That affects the Mets more than anything. That's huge. Well, I have to make up for Trevor Bauer being a moron. So he's never pitching a baseball in, no, in never. his life. He'll be doing it from the uh, the prison yard. <laughs> prison league ball. <laughs> throwing it against the That'll fence. First pick. <laughs> oh wow, that's huge! And then the yeah, that would imagine being the Padres GM right now. Not, not great. Imagine that. You had Max Scherzer in your grasp, and now he's going to the Dodgers. If he went to the Giants, that would have been even better, though. Wow. That's crazy. <sighs> Him and Trey Turner. What the hell are the Nationals trying to do? Or not do, I guess. Because they're not trying to win. They're trying to build around Juan Soto, I guess. Wow. So, wowie. That's 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 not good. So, Dodgers pitching staff. It's probably, it's, uh, la, 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 la. Walker Bueller, Kershaw, Scherzer. Scherzer, Dustin May when he's healthy. Yep. Uh, Julio Urias. Okay. Um, hit David Price. J- uh, Jalen Green, second pick in the draft. He's oh. got a big. Is that considered an Afro? Yes, I would think so. Number one recruit in twenty twenty ESPN one hundred. So he's sick. Seventeen point nine points per game. What's the NBA G League Ignite? Is that just what the program's called? Or is that the team? Interesting. That's quite the orange suit, sir. Wow. Not against it. Yeah. It kind of looks like macaroni and cheese orange, though. So Do we have the third pick yet? Let's see. I'm sure Shams tweeted it out before the draft even started at this rate. How about the Cleveland Cavaliers trade that third pick and Colin Sexton to the Knicks and for cash? <laughs> cash. <laughs> How about it? How about it? Yeah, his career is ruined, too. But the Rockets, wow. tough. Sorry, Jalen. The Washington Wizards have agreed to trade Russell Westbrook, 2024 second-round pick, 2028 second-round pick to the Los Angeles Lakers for Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Montrez Harrell, and number 22 tonight. Good. From Shums. Now the Lakers have a super team, and uh, Russell Westbrook's going to learn how to be a third star on a team. That's good for him. This went from talking about the Jets to craziness. Well, do you want to talk about the Jets? Sure. All right. Let's oh, do I, it. I know who the Cavaliers uh, are taking. Who is it? Who is it? it is Evan Mobley. Can't say I'm familiar with the fella. <laughs> Where did he go to school? USC. Oh, he's going to be a bust. Yeah. Sam Darnold. You know the first thing that popped in my mind about USC basketball player? OJ Mayo. I thought you were going to say OJ Simpson. <laughs> OJ Mayo. <laughs> To my knowledge, O.J. Simpson did not play collegiate basketball. He played collegiate football at USC. Yeah. And is a murderer. (laughs) Allegedly. Real quick, did O.J. do it? Probably. He definitely did. Definitely did. 
Can't say I'm all involved in that. No. No. So was this Ignite team just all the collegiate players that didn't want to go to college? So who else plays on this team? Mm, don't know any of them. Not familiar with the with the guys. <laughs> with the pals. Not familiar with the pals. Great. Where'd he go? Where did he go? Isn't that where Kyrie went? Good. Good. Great. All right. So let's move on. Holy suit. Yeah, holy suit is wow. How do you think, hmm, what do I want my draft outfit to be and pick to look like a disco ball? He's got bell bottoms, too. Jeez. I, That's. Anyway. Can we get him on a string and spin him around like a disco <laughs> ball? Reflect the rainbows off. Yeah, let's like <laughs> drop the beat in Barclays and have this guy spin me right round. Uh, Is that his mother? Uh, maybe. His agent? I He's got know. a peace sign on his hand, tattooed. That'll be there forever. <laughs> All right, you ready to talk Jets now? Sure. All right. As I was saying, Jets fans, we're excited that football is back, all that good stuff, but we need to relax. Zach Wilson missed two days of camp. Two. One, the first day, they didn't even touch the field. Today they did. And James Morgan threw a 10-yard pass over. That's what I was going to say. It doesn't <laughs> help that Connor Hughes tweets during practice. Yes. Uh, let's see if I could find it. Um, Cole wide open in the middle of the field. Ball 10 yards over his head. <laughs> Doesn't help. Does not help the cause. I mean, Connor, we appreciate the information. Don't get us wrong. But Corey that's... Davis wide open on and out. James Morgan pass so late. Eccles gets in front and picks it off. So that tells you Mike White won the quarterback. Jets battle. QBs have attempted eleven throws in practice, and the only one that beyond went beyond <laughs> went beyond ten yards was intercepted. James Morgan, not NFL. And quarterback. you could see when Sala was asked about how the quarterbacks did today in his press conference. He was like, ugh. Wasn't exactly jumping for joy. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, man. But that being said, though, like, is it kind of crazy how the media and fans just oh, totally overreacted? I understand what we were seeing in practice, what we – we're reading about what was in practice was not great. Don't get me wrong. But what the hell did we expect when James Morgan and Mike White were taking snaps? Like, it's the first day of training camp. Hell, wow. That's some hair. Look at that. It's, his hair doesn't even cover half his head. It does not. And it shouldn't be that long when it doesn't no. cover half your bald head. No. <laughs> That's brutal. But do you kind of agree that it's it was kind of over the top a little bit? The media, of course, is supposed to blow it over the top and whatever. But... Let's relax. Like, he was going to sign the contract. It's not like he was going to hold out and miss week one. This is, that was never in the cards. I understand we wanted to get him in camp. All the reps are important, blah, blah, blah. But can we relax, please? It's okay. Now he's here. Now it's all good. The offset language thing is stupid, though. I can totally agree. I'm totally on that board. Offset language is dumb. The Jets are, I think they're only two, or they're... Is it 30 of 32 teams don't have offset language or do have offset language? Uh, crap. Yeah, 30 Do you have offset too. language? So if they if they cut him, which, or, so offset language means, right, if they cut them, they don't have to pay or they do have to split the new contract yes. with the new team. Right. Which, 
if you're cutting your rookie quarterback that you drafted number two overall after year three or four, clearly that's, that's a problem. problem. That's a problem. But like you're looking for a GM and a new quarterback. I understand, point. like you said, I understand the Jets' stance on this because only the Jaguars and the I think it's the Rams have ha, don't have offset. Do or don't do? <laughs> they do have offset yes. language, where they they don't have. I think it's they it's don't. So have, dumb. I think it's they don't have to pay the whole majority. They pay a portion, not the whole majority. I think it was explained to me this way. Let's say Zach Wilson makes $10 million, right? Uh And then he gets, you know, cut, and then he signs with another team. That team gives him $1 million. The Jets have to pay the difference. So they'd pay Zach Wilson $9 million, not ten. million. That's how it was explained to me. So if, just in case you're curious about offset language, that's what it is. It's dumb. It doesn't make sense because you're putting all your future into a rookie quarterback who you plan on being there for 15, 20 years. I don't know why you're going to worry about, you know, what, if we have to cut him. If you have to worry about that, you've got bigger problems going on. But I understand why the Jets didn't want to do it because sure. 30 other teams or 29 other teams also don't do it. Correct. So, um, yeah, this I don't think it's... The Jets have never put in offset language in their contracts. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the same exact thing that Sam Darnold held out for actually longer than Zach Wilson did. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's whatever. It's done now. Zach Wilson's going to get his entire signing bonus within the next 15 days. Which $22.9 million. Yeah, he's getting a nice paycheck for 23 mil mm-hmm. in the next two weeks. And which a, four, is, a four-year $35.1 million contract. Yeah. Pretty good, Zach. Pretty good for being the number two overall pick. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Maybe he can turn his mother's Instagram stories into a TV show. That'd be something. Well, he doesn't want his mother to continue posting on Instagram. True. This is true. She's not very entertaining. I have to say that. Can't say I've ever watched it. It's not to our demographic. Let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) Why? What is it? It's just... It's like... Cooking. It's a show on the Food Network. That'd be something. Or the cooking channel. Yeah, that'd be something. But I kind of think overreacting a little bit as fans, media, but we tend to do that anyway. We're Jets fans. What do we want? But it's all taken care of. Let's ready to roll. Now let's rip one of those media members. Rich Samini, what the hell are you doing? Do you have that up for me? Can you can you get that up for me? I'll look it up. Rich Samini. I used to like Rich Samini. I read his stuff every once in a while. I'm like, all right, it's not half bad. It's not terrible. Then you get stuff like I saw yesterday about Makai Becton. Now, I've seen pictures of Makai Becton since training camp started. Makai looks in shape. Like, he looks good for being as big as he is. He looks like he's slimmed down a little bit, and he looks like he's ready to go. Scott, you have that? Trying to f- What is B- Makai's name on? Oh, I found it. Big ticket. Um, Rich yeah. Samini. So Rich Samini wrote a headline in, I don't know if he deleted it because you said you couldn't find it after I, I sent it to it. you, but whatever. Saying, will Mammoth left tackle Mekhi Becton be a star or eat himself into mediocrity? And then this guy, whose name is Dick Hammer <laughs> on Twitter, said that, uh, replied to the uh, headline saying, nice work, Rich Samini. I hope Big Ticket 73, a.k.a. Mekhi Becton, stuffs you in a locker. But like you got like he's Rich Samini's been in the business for a long time. You got to be better than that. 
You gotta be. He's a big guy. Yeah, his mom cooks for a living. But like, can we just can we calm down? And why why the negative headline? Everything's going good for the Jets right now. Zach Wilson signed, new coach. GM looks like he knows what he's doing. The owners don't seem to be all the way in the way. New regime, new everything. Why does Rich Semini have to start doing this? Why? This is why we like Connor Hughes and have our preferred Jets media members that we enjoy. I don't understand. Why put that negative energy out there? Do you have some sort of agenda? Or are you some kind of Manish Mehta? Has anybody heard from Manish Mehta? I don't know. I was gonna I was gonna look him up the other day to see what he was doing. Anybody heard from him? Is he in the witness protection program of uh, former journalists, or I wouldn't say journalists, former. I'd call him a columnist or gossip columnist, if you want to say that. Um, he, um, I'm pretty sure last time I looked, he's like an independent journalist or something like it that. It says uh, his his um, Instagram handle, Instagram handle, Twitter handle <laughs> is at uh, mmetasports, and it says sure. NFL reporter, formerly NY Daily News, SNY Star Ledger, ESPN's The Sports Reporters. Mm. And uh, he just quote tweets a lot of stuff from pro football talk, so I don't know if he's a part oh, of that. Boy. But, um, th- yeah, they – I don't like pro football talk I either. don't either. They just talk a lot of dumb Bullshit. stuff. Bullshit. Yeah. And it, Mike Florio, not the best. Not the best. No. And, yeah. All right. It seems so, like him and Manish should be good friends. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so I guess since we're on the topic, let's talk training camp. Pal. Oh, of course. Um. Pro Football Talk said Jets reportedly aren't likely to budge in the Zach Wilson negotiations, and Manish Mehta, of course, had to quote tweet it and said, Zach Wilson is being fair and reasonable. Meanwhile, the Jets had the longest playoff drought in the NFL, 10 years, next closest drought, 5 years. Thank you. Now you can and then uh, it's fair, and he's he also quote tweeted another one and said, it's fair and reasonable for Zach Wilson to get his signing bonus paid in full in a timely manner and not defer part of it until 2022 as the Jets want. As Pro Football Talk points out, the past two number two overall picks got their full signing bonus within 30 days of signing. So, um, yeah. Manish Mehta, not a fan of the New York Jets still, considering, yeah. Do whoop de doo day. He didn't do anything for me. He didn't do anything what for us. What a loser. little loser. But let's talk training camp, pal, because there's a little, there's a couple storylines going on in training camp, a couple interesting things. Obviously, outside of Zach Wilson and stuff like that. Um, I want to start with the wide receiver group. Pretty crowded wide receiver room, as we're not used to because the Jets never had depth at wide receiver. You got Corey Davis, Crowder, Keelan Cole are the three penciled starters right now. Behind Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, Berrios, Jeff Smith, Vincent Smith. We'll go on and on. I think we have five wide receivers. The first three you said, then Elijah Moore and Mims. Berrios maybe can... Are contribute we, a little bit. Are you but. worried a little bit about Mims and where he's falling in the pecking order a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I especially, um, uh, especially concerning yesterday that he, I think they threw him a slant over the middle of the field and it went right through his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not going to start getting into too much wide receiver performance issues or whatever just just until... Zach Wilson starts throwing them the ball True. because that's really the only thing that matters. I don't care what they're doing with Mike White and James Morgan because quarterback and wide receiver relationships are quite important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Uh, we I think it was OTAs or mini camps or whatever. I think Keelan Cole was making a little bit of a uh, little bit of strides, a little bit of news there in Jets camp. He was doing pretty good. Um, interesting to see him penciled in there as the number two receiver out there. You know, and of course all the hype is around Elijah Moore. I think he's going to find himself his catches and all that. My thing is is just how they're going to spread the ball out. I think they're I think Lafleur is going to figure out how to spread the ball around, but. How are you going to give Corey Davis his touches? You're going to give like somebody's got to take a back seat. Whether it's crowd, I think it could be Crowder take a little back seat. Did take a pay cut. Probably not going to be here come next season already. So kind of got to make the way for the new guys. Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims still here in year two. Yeah, I see. Kind of, I if I were to predict, I'd see Crowder kind of takes a little bit of a hit as far as catches go. Yeah, especially since you know. The slot receiver of the future is waiting right behind him. Yeah, which maybe will also help, um, will help Jamison Crowder perform because you know he's going to have that pretty stiff competition through throughout the entirety of camp. Next up, your favorite position, right guard. Oh, a little bit of competition. Right now, it's your boy, Greg Van Rotten. Oh. You kind of see, do you see uh, fan favorite Dan Feeney getting in there? I think the offensive line for the most part is solidified. Becton, Vera Tucker, McGovern, and then Morgan Moses. I think the offensive line is actually going to be pretty good. Especially that left side is going to be disgusting. We hope so. Um, Yeah, I don't know if if Dan Feeney can block anyone like he can shotgun beers. will be fantastic. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, I still have a place in my heart for Alex Lewis. I think he's kind of like the the odd man out in this situation because Dan Feeney's a fan favorite and then Greg Van Roten's penciled in as a starter. I like Alex Lewis. And obviously Joe Douglas thinks highly of him too because he's still on this team after yeah. two years of Adam Gase, and he's still here. So I kind of could see Alex Lewis being the right guard at some point in this year. I don't know if he'll start the season. I think Van Roten's because he's a veteran, and, you know, who knows? Maybe Van Roten has a better year under Robert Sala and, and everybody else and Matt LaFleur. That could be the case also for Connor McGovern. That's why I'm still giving Connor McGovern another chance to – you know, a full season playing center for this team, new quarterback. There's going to be a new relationship there, new head coach, new everything. So. I didn't really realize Connor McGovern was was on as big of a contract as he is. Yeah, he's getting paid a lot of money. Yes. So we want him to be better. We need him to be better. We need his whole offensive line to be better. And then move to the defensive side of the ball a little bit. We have a little bit of competition as far as like the right defensive end spot, linebacker spot is a little bit of a question. I'm seeing right defensive end. Vinny Curry's going to miss the beginning of the year. Yeah, what's up with him? I don't know. Was I it think, like a lingering injury or something I'm that just happened? I'm not sure. Or? Him and Ashton Davis are going to miss at least until week two. Well, Ashton Davis is still dealing with whatever injury he, he had from last suffered year. last year, which yeah. is kind of concerning. Right. So right now, Vinny Curry's out. So we're going to be able to see young guys like Bryce Huff, Jabari Zuninga, who I totally forgot was on this team. Like, you didn't see anything from him last year. Bryce Huff I kind of like because he kind of showed me something last year, and I was kind of excited. I kind of would like to see Vinny Curry. I think he's going to get a lot of He's going to be a rotational piece in that defense. But I was kind of excited to see Vinny Curry because he's a veteran. You know, Joe Douglas knows him from Philadelphia. He'll get his numbers. Being an older guy, he'll still get his numbers. But I'm pretty confident – Putting Bryce Huff there, considering you got Carl Lawson, Sheldon Rankins, Quinnen, you know, three out of your four guys on the defensive line. And then behind him, you got, remember, we got Foley, we got John Franklin Myers, who I think could be a breakout kind of guy. And then Nate Shepard, too, has been around for a while. Kyle Phillips, too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, what do you think about that right defensive end spot? 
Um, Mostly unproven for the most part. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Jets are really going to find out in the beginning of training camp uh, or just, you know, throughout training camp because it's clear how much of an impact defensive end is going to have in Robert Sala's defense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, we saw a lot of good things. I mean, I think Vinny Curry, they brought him in not to start, but as a backup kind of yeah. thing. Situational. So, I don't, I don't really know what to expect from that position. I think it's going to be a pretty interesting competition throughout the entirety of training camp, and I, I don't know. I think we just kind of have to see, you know, let it work out to week one, and then let's see, you know, what happens because I mm-hmm. think it could be a rotation kind of thing with obviously Carl Lawson on the left and then whoever happens uh, to emerge um, in training camp, you know, that's who the starter is. And then I think the biggest red flag the secondary. Yeah. That's the biggest red flag. Now, I think the Jets are approaching this, or Sala is approaching this as our pass rush is going to be awesome. Our linebacker, you know, we're going to get Mosley back, or Jared Davis is going to be good. We're going to rely on our pass rush. Nice. We're going to rely on our pass rush and our rushing attack to get to the quarterback and, you know, force him to make mistakes, and the secondary will take advantage of that. Right now, bless Austin, Ashton Davis, Marcus May, Bryce Hall. That's corners to safeties. And then you got, you know, rookie Jason Pinnock from Pitt. We got LaMarcus Joyner, remember, who's probably going to end up playing because at least the first two weeks. LaMarcus Joyner's a guy I could see actually leading the team in interceptions just because he's a veteran guy. He's been there, done that, plays safety, plays corner, plays all over the place. Corey Ballantyne, former Giant. Hamza Nazaldine. Uh, He'll be sick. He can be sick. Remember Lamar Jackson? We got Michael Carter, Javelin Guidry, Justin Hardy, special teams guy. There's a lot of so many young, unproven dudes in this room. I don't know if that could be a good thing because they all grow together, and if they end up being, you know, if one of them ends up being good, I think that's a win for them. It's a win for us. But I, I'm ner- I got. I'd, I'd be lying if I said if I wasn't nervous because let's just say this team has a. I don't know. They're playing the Titans this year, right? Let's say they have they have that bad game against the Titans. Could you imagine? Bless Austin's on Julio. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Hall's on AJ Brown. Like that's not going to end up too well, especially if the pass rush is not at its peak. So put that into perspective a little bit. But do I think the Jets need to upgrade? Do they need to add a veteran? I would like them to. That's I don't think that's really going to happen now, with everything that happened at Richard Sherman and and all that and all that stuff. I don't think there's a really big market out there for a veteran corner at the moment. Well, so who knows if Richard Sherman's going to play football. exactly? So Robert Sala, Jeff Ulbrich, the Jets defense, the whole side—they're confident in these corners. Yeah, I mean, I guess we kind of have to trust them and what they uh, what they think, but uh, yeah, kind of concerning um, the state of the cornerback uh, position at the moment. And then Quite I'm a- concerning. And then I'm also interested to see how Sala kind of handles his first year being a coach, head coach. And how like his philosophy and stuff like that. Like I've been watching his press conferences every day. I love the guy, but he speaks in um cliches a lot. Yeah. His press co- he hasn't honed in on the press conference no, technique yet. No. 
Like, he says a lot of the same thing. We're going to wake up every morning and be better than when we were before. Uh, I would hope so, because <laughs> if you're not, it's an issue. But, you know, he, and I, but I, like, I don't mean to say it funny, but he means well. He's new at this still. He means well. I understand. But can we stop talking like we're in a fairy tale book or something? Like, just tell it how it is. James Morgan stinks today. Like I just don't. I don't. Well, I don't think any coach is ever going to say that. All right. So all right. James Morgan had an off day today. Like when asked about the quarterbacks, yeah, it sucks that Zach's not here. Yeah, our quarterback. You know, we're, we're to say that we're dedicated to our these two quarterbacks. Like even he knows they're not going to be here. I know he can't say that, but I don't know. Robert, I love the guy. I'm very excited for Robert Sala, but he talks in cliches way too much. I don't mean to be critical, but when I when I keep hearing every other day that we're going to wake up in the morning and be better than we were before, I love all gas, no break. That, that'll never get tired yeah, that's of. That's not really a cliche. That'll that's, never that's, get tired yeah. of. And you can't be if you're a Jets player because it's written all over the freaking building. They might as yeah. well put it on the roof of Florham Park, uh, place there. I don't, wow. Instead of Atlantic, Atlantic Health or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or it, it does it say Jets on top or does uh, it say Atlantic Health Something on top? like that. They uh, they put a new logo. They put a huge logo on the roof. Really? Oh yeah. Oh nice. On the side of the roof so you can see it from the stands when you're sitting there at training camp. Good. Oh yeah. Nice. Big logo. Big logo. Good. Love the new logo. Love. I've grown to love the new uniforms. Really? I have. You not so much? I don't know. They're I mean I like the, I probably like them better than the old ones. I especially like the black unis. Those oh, are yeah. sick. You make them the home. The but home yeah, we need we need a nice throwback. I think like a Boomer Sison era throwback. Mm. I I know you love the the Titans jerseys. Oh. So nice. I don't think I don't think I'm a fan. Really? Is it just because the di- the colors are so different? Yeah, probably. But it's back to our roots. Not my roots. I didn't grow up in the 1950s. I didn't either. But it's back to our roots. Yeah, I'm started. sure like Joe Beningo. He pro- does he like the Titans uniforms? I feel I like he's know. been very vocal on this, but. I don't know. No, not not a huge fan. I'd rather the the old Jets logo, the Boomer size and era throwback. There have yeah. been some. Ugly, I remember some ugly Jets uniform that Boomer size actually wore. Oh really? It was an ugly. Oh, Josh Giddy. I bet you he's giddy that he just got picked six overall. I would. Who be. is this fella? <laughs> he's from Australia. I thought you said Austria. <laughs> he's from down under. Um, he's from the land down under. But there used to be a Jets uniform. Back in the day, I think it was after those. I, I think I know what the ones you're talking about, but it was at. I think it was after those. They had such a the weird green head. helmets with the white uniforms and the green pants. Yeah. yeah, those I'm a fan of too. In I fact. wouldn't mind bringing those back either. But there was this one ugly ass Jets uniform. Really? Was it yeah. the green uniform? Like the no, the ones I know that you're talking about are these. These are cool. Yes, I like those. Those I would bring back. Uh, let's see if I can find the other one. Uh, these horrendous uniforms. Oh, I've never oh, seen those before. So bad. Look huh. at those helmets. I've never seen that before. Ugh. That's bad. Horrible. Wow. Horrible uniforms. I've never seen that one before. That That's was the not good. That was their 75th anniversary of the NFL uniforms. Oh. That was horrendous. I guess that's why we never A see them anymore. Horrendous. Helmets look like they're plastic. They look like one of those helmets that you get at like Party City. The, the one black, that you wore. The one that I have. Yeah. That's <laughs> autographed by our 
Former quarterback. That's tough. And former safety. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, too. Oh, there, that's in white. It's a little better in white. Yeah. A little. I, I like it better in white. It's not exactly puke green. But. <laughs> no, the... Not exactly what you see coming out the of jet, your behind. The Jets logo with, like, the plane coming out of the, yes, the J. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Those, give it to me. Yeah, give it. Give it to Give us. it to me, Woody Johnson. <laughs> that's, oh. that's getting cut. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we looking at on time there? Press that home button there. Home button? And we're probably going on about an hour now. Okay, that's Maybe good. hour 10. Okay. We haven't even talked about Kelvin Benjamin yet. Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about big Kelvin. Those guys, that guy's pants are just incredibly too long for his legs. Or incredibly too short for his long legs. Yeah, he's got long legs. He's short. wearing capris. Short pants, long legs. Yes, that's a thing in Australia. Short pants, long... Oh, I've seen that before many times. I think... No, that's an NBA draft thing. NBA draft uh, players definitely like that's those. That's dumb. All right, Kelvin Benjamin, uh, I don't even know how he's made his name known anymore. He's just so freaking irrelevant. It's not even funny. But let's be honest. Kelvin Benjamin was not going to make this roster anyway, and he comes out saying that Joe Judge doesn't like his way of coaching. Joe Judge doesn't like me. Boo-hoo. Apparently, Dave Gettleman was waddling off the field after him. I heard that on the radio. So funny. Waddling. Waddling after him. Who said that? Uh, I forget. But <laughs> I think it was on ESPN, actually. But here's why. You want to know why Kelvin Benjamin is not liked by Joe Judge? Do you want to know the real reason why? Why? Because he's fat and out of shape. Joe Judge loves conditioned athletes. The Giants are one of the most well-conditioned teams in the league. If you don't like it, go home and go eat your donuts. God, like it's all like Kelvin Benjamin put on a couple pounds, don't you think? Like the fact that he's trying to hit, he was trying out to be a tight end and no longer a wide receiver. He was a good wide receiver in college and his first couple years in the league. But now he gained a couple pounds, got a little extra rolls. He wants to become a tight end and think it's that easy. No, Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, he wasn't going to make this team anyway, but like don't go there and be like, the coach doesn't like me. That's such like a middle school thing to do. So middle. Oh, the coach doesn't like me. The teacher's out to get me. Shut the F up, dude. Kelvin Benjamin just needs to realize that he's washed and cannot play in the NFL anymore. Exactly. You know what? Go play with Cam in New England. They'll take you. Yeah. Jeez. No. That's probably going to be a penalty. Go sit on the couch and go have another cupcake. How about it? Kelvin Benjamin. Go eat your Lay's potato chips. Yeah, exactly. The other uh, not-so-good news in Giants camp, out of Giants camp, was that Shane Lemieux was carted off today in practice, a little bit of a knee injury. Oh, that's... Not good. That sounds not not good. Not good at all. Which, you know, I'm kind of... Giants fans would be pissed about I'm kind of upset about it, too, because he he showed some promise in the last... I think he started nine games at the end of the year. He showed that he was pretty good being a fifth-round pick out of Oregon. But, you know, and he was ready to start and be... um, I think it was a a guard. Yeah, he was going to be right guard. But then um, now Will Hernandez is going to have to step back in and uh, and do all that. But apparently Daniel Jones hasn't looked great through the first two days of camp. Obviously Kenny Galladay's made his um, his presence known in Giants camp. I think if you're a Giants fan, that's what you're most excited for. There's also a doubt that Saquon's not going to be ready for the season. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I don't know. The Giants, you know, it sucks. I wish the Giants were more exciting. The Giants are boring. Like, I like... Be honest with you, like the Calvin Benjamin thing is the most uh, interesting thing that could happen to them. Like, what do you want me to tell you that they're going to sign Alfred Morris again? Wasn't Alfred Morris on the team last year? 
He was on the Giants. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he had like he was good. He had a couple really good games. Yeah, Kadarius Tony was on the COVID list, and now he's not. So good. That's great. Don't have COVID. Awesome. James Bradbury is like a ninety in Madden. That was a little bit of a burp. I tried to burp and talk at the same time. I don't think that can happen. But yeah, James Bradbury's a ninety in Madden. Cool. Sick. Are you buying Madden this year? No, Madden is the worst sports video game of them all. Did you buy the game last year? No. I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a Madden mm. game. Couldn't you buy Madden you. over there, Tommy? You don't think Madden's the worst video game ever? It's the same game every year, right? Are they? Yeah, they're, they're in quotes, revamping franchise mode. The Tri-State Sportsbeat has partnered up with Southside Productions to bring the podcast to the next level. Southside Productions features an already impressive yet small roster of podcasts, including everyone's third favorite baseball podcast, Take a Pitch. Us, along with everyone else at Southside Productions, are working hard to bring the best sports media content to you, the listener. So do us a favor and check us out at www.southsideprod.com. That's southsideprod.com. And follow us on all major social media platforms. And now, back to the show. All right, so I think that's a good thing. This is a good thing to end on. What is your favorite sports video game, Scott? Ever. Mm. See, I like NHL for... You like like the franchise, the NHL franchise. Is that your favorite no. video game? No, it's not? Okay. Cool. I like I like NHL for a while, or for, for a little while, mm-hmm. and then I kind of get bored because there's just a lot of cheese in the game and yeah. um, that kind of stuff. And then... You know, I've, I'm a big FIFA player. I play that Me a too. lot. But now that I have a PlayStation, I really i am enjoying MLB The Show. Did you play MLB The Show on Xbox? Did not. It's not that great. I don't you, have you, it on you Xbox. Could, you could tell the subtle differences if you were to play it on PlayStation rather than Xbox. Um, I have to say my favorite and is making a comeback in say football. Oh, yeah. That has to be my... That's my all-time favorite series. Nothing has ever beaten. Some of these Madden games that have come out, not even close to NCAA Football 14. Not even close. And my boy, Shoelaces, was on the cover. True. That's my boy right there. I think he's now, like, he was, like, a assistant coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he's now a high school coach. So we love that. Well, he was drafted by the Jaguars, he wasn't was. he? As a wide receiver. Yeah, as a running back or wide or receiver. wide receiver or whatever. Shoelaces. Love that guy. Um, I'm all, I was also a big fan of NCAA Basketball. I'm a big fan of that. I think I had NCAA Basketball 08. Kevin Love was on the cover. He played at UCLA with Russ. That was cool. Also, like you, big FIFA guy. I've been playing the um, the Champions League mode on FIFA 21. Been doing that. Oh, my. Wow. Qatar missed the penalty kick. You suck. Go USA. That's a lot of middle fingers going on there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, all the Karens on Twitter are going to come oh, out geez. seeing that. How do you miss that? That I think that that's not as bad as the handball miss I saw the other day in the Olympics. That that handball miss what was What handball horrendous. miss? I, I it might have been, I want to say, Korea and Iran. A women's a soccer match. W- women's handball. Oh, oh! <laughs> I thought this was a so- no, I thought no, this no, was no. a handball in a no, soccer no, match. No, 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 no. In the Olympics, handball in the Olympics. 
That's a that's a fun watch. Wait, there's women's handball? Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. I've only ever seen the men play. It. They tackle each other. Really? It's crazy. Oh Chiasi. That's another good topic. That's another good topic. Your favorite Olympic event. Oh. You a swimming guy? You were I do enjoy watching guy. the swimming. You're a swimming guy. Yeah. Love that. Not not really a huge fan of the gymnastics. No. Nothing against it. it just, Even though Simone is great and we love Simone Biles. Love it do- her. doesn't really, you know, get me going. Yeah. Um I do enjoy the swimming. Swimming. Mm-hmm. Track and field doesn't really do it. Well, they haven't. I don't think they've. They uh, haven't started. They the haven't track started yet. that yet. Um, hmm. I kind of just watch it for. Uh, I just like the Olympics. You watch it because it's on. Yeah, kind of situation. Yeah, I'm that uh, way. Wa- <laughs> okay, we have to talk about this sport. Okay. How do water polo players survive an entire match? They are very well conditioned. That like. Wow, you have to tread water the entire time, mm-hmm. and people are trying to drown you the entire time. And water polo goalie might be the hardest position in sports. Really? You have to tread water that entire time and then launch your body while you're treading water to stop the ball. That's true. I mean, hardest position in sports might be a little over-exaggerated, but... And the, how about the hardest position in, like, Team Olympic sports? How about that? Team Olympics, it's probably water polo that's goalie. A, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Handball goalie... Kind of just stand there, and, the, and you're, yeah, you're kind of as big as the net. Yeah, and you're not treading water. No, um, you're standing on a hard court. Yeah, um, I wish they would bring lacrosse into summer Olympics. I guess not a lot See, of like, countries play it. No, I wish Canada I wish, and U.S. would win it every year. We should advocate for this because, just saying, your boys are the champions of midway beach pickleball. Just <laughs> pickleball would be fun to watch. Pickleball is an Olympic sport. They actually have it on YouTube. We should watch it because it's actually really fun. Um, Wait, I'm, pickleball is an Olympic sport? No, it's it? not. It's it's a professional league. Oh. They have like the U.S. Open of pickleball. Yes, I was oh. watching that. Don't judge me. <laughs> Doubles. Wait, ping pong is an electric watch. Is it ping pong or table tennis? I don't know. Do they call it ping pong or do they call it? I'm pretty sure they call it table tennis. Yeah, because. Because it's professional. Yeah, great. It's professional. Because. Because I'm better than you. Because table tennis and ping pong. Dude, I was watching the gold medal match in mixed doubles between China and Japan. Dude. <laughs> that guy's shirt just said social distancing since the 90s. <laughs> but I was watching the gold medal match between Japan and China in wow. table tennis. And literally every point, every point, they go, yeah! <laughs> it's hard not to laugh. I'm like, wow. And it went into like the full, is it five, six, seven sets? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm like, wow. It gets electric. You know what? No. You think the hardest sport is um, water polo? Triathlon. The oh, yeah. I forgot course. about that. Those people cross the finish line and they are They're deceased. Dead. Deceased. They are not with us anymore. Is any that longer. when they swim, bike, and run? Yes. That's when they do that? Wow. Why would anybody want to do that? <laughs> I don't know. Why would anyone want to do any of those things? That's crazy. Especially do them all at, like Chiasi, you suck. All that's crazy. I don't know. That's uh yeah. That's like they might as well just do like Iron Man's in the Olympics. That's basically what it is. That's nuts to me. I wow. Yeah, it's that's that's that does not seem like a good time. No. That, that might... sounds something that I don't want to be a part no. of. No. I don't even swim very well. I wouldn't be able to do that. 
And you don't know how to ride a bike. I can. I'm do. just not very good, not good at, at it. it. Sorry. But, yes, I'm advocating golf is new. Um, I saw some, like, elect- electronic shooting Something skeet like that? shooting. No, it's not skeet shooting. It's oh, rifle archery. No, it's it's a new kind of shooting. Very boring. We're playing like laser tag or something. Very boring. Can you imagine Olympic laser tag? I think China won the gold in that. I don't. Mm. I couldn't. And we lost. We came in second on the silver. Tough. Um. Now I have to look at the different Olympic sports. Now I don't care if we're gonna go over. I don't care if people don't like this because I do. But hey, the Olympics only happen once every four years. Right. In this case, once every well, I guess it's once every two years, but. Yeah, because I think they're going to Beijing. Beijing. No, is no. it in twenty twenty two? I don't know. Let's see. Um, la la la. Might as well check the uh the medal count while we're here. Oh wow, we have. Oh no, we're winning. The USA thirty eight total medals. Thirty one for China. Score. Shoot it. Um. Uh, yes, the Winter Olympics are in Beijing. Really? Yeah, Beijing got another oh, Olympic Games. How about three on three basketball? Yeah, what is that? I love it. It's like our a lot women, of like our work. women won the gold, and they call it. You know what's annoying? They don't call it three on three. They call it three x three. Yeah, they take that's... the x literally. Can we stop? It's three on three basketball. Can we settle? Oh, I want to bring something else up too. Your boy KD is the biggest baby ever. Oh, why? Did you see that thing with Bam? I didn't. I didn't. give me my ball back. I didn't watch Wah. it. No. Did you see that, Tommy? Give me my ball back. I made it. I want my ball back. No, I don't want the women's ball. Wah. 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 Really? You didn't see that video? It's just some friendly banter. It wasn't. It wasn't. Whatever. You on KD? You, you can't be on KD's side for that. You don't disrespect the goat. Oh my. If you're Bam out of bio, first of all, you do not belong on the U.S. Olympic team. Yes, he does. What are you he talking sucks. about? He does not. He doesn't suck, but he's not Olympic quality. Oh, my God. There's a Four. reason why no. this team can't win exhibition games or the first game in the Olympics. Thank goodness we beat Iran. <laughs> By, like, 50. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Oh, also great sport, badminton. Yes. Wait, what did you text me? It is not a, it's not a birdie. It's a shuttlecock. <laughs> That's what it's called. Wait, I have to read out what you texted me the other day. <laughs> Dude, they like they like, they hit that thing, they fling, fling it. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> oh, I also forgot whitewater rafting. Or Very the, difficult. the canoe thing. They, they gotta go through the gates. They're like yeah. <laughs> I'd hit my head on one of those things. My God. Yeah. I um you, you texted me saying we need pickleball in the Olympics. Yes, this is true. And uh, I said, I agree. And then he said, then you said you were watching badminton. Mm-hmm. And I did not know that was on TV. And I said, I'm watching some sort of whitewater rafting. <laughs> and uh, you said, our guy is going against the number one player in the world from Japan. Yes. And uh, I said, yeah, it's actually quite interesting. And then you t- texted me saying, that shuttlecock goes flying. <laughs> <laughs> It and then you said they smack the shit out of that thing. They do. <laughs> Did the announcers ever say that they, no, the shuttlecock goes flying? I was waiting. I was. I, I was hoping like uh, what's it, Bob Costas did it or something. I was waiting for him to say shuttlecock. And then, and uh, then you uh, brought up a good point. Someone is definitely betting on that somewhere oh, in the I world. I was thinking about it. For Scherzer. Oh my god, that's Don't crazy. Like that. All right. Um, <laughs> shuttlecock. 
Can somebody try to explain equestrian to me? Anybody? They ride a horsey. They be the horse. They jump? They do. Or okay. they do. They, or I saw something the other day that a horse was dancing to a song. That's, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. All right. I saw. <laughs> I saw TikTok actually that it said this horse can stay along the bead better than I can. I saw this. And like, it's crazy because like 51 year old women do this. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. But the, she was going around like, I don't know if you call it a track or like a arena. I don't know. But the horse was... <laughs> Why'd you have to stand up? Because I'm st- demonstrating. The, ho- the horse wasn't just walking. It was doing this. Little- <laughs> I'm like... Describe what that is. <laughs> that is. It's like Beyonce in her music video. It looks like Michael Jackson going up on his tiptoes. Yeah. No, I'd explain, <laughs> I'd explain it as Beyonce like doing the... What the hell is that song called? The... If you like, the ring, then you should like, put yeah. a ring on it. Yeah, when she goes like this, that's what the horse was doing. I'm convinced that's what the horse was doing. And I was watching it. I'm like, You're like, what are we doing as a, as a society that we have to teach horses how to dance? Yeah, I'm like, no, no disrespect to the equestrian players out there, whatever you players. are. <laughs> Participants. See, I don't there's know. nothing like like horse jumping. Sure, that like that's semi interesting. Oh, yeah. I don't really need to see a horse dancing around a <laughs> ring. Oh, man. Yeah, three-on-three basketball I thought was cool. 3x3. 3x3, whatever. I didn't. Re- it's, that's just like organized chaos, it yeah. seems. Oh, skateboarding is new. Apparently, that's cool. Like, a, a 14-year-old girl from Japan won the gold medal there. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Is, skateboard- is that a new thing? Yeah. And surfing was in it, too. Yes. I didn't see any of the surfing competition. I, didn't e- I did not either. I'm always a fan of the combat sports, like karate, judo, when they throw people off their back. Love the boxing. Love that. Wish MMA or was was modern it? pentathlon. What is that? Rugby. Okay, rugby. I can totally get into. People tackling each other with no. There's a girl from Quinnipiac on the Team USA team. Really? Yeah. I wish her the best of luck. <laughs> Dude, that's hot. like. I, would, I, don't, I, I don't understand. Do that. I don't understand how you score in rugby and what like what the motive is or whatever, but. You have to cross the the try line. Yeah, but then you kick it sometimes. And then you, yeah, I don't you know. Throw it into the net. Do you throw it into the crowd sometimes? I don't know. It's called a try. The extra point. I'm right. Pretty sure. I knew uh, that. I knew that. No, it, no the, tries know, the tries. The tries. The touchdown. I I, I don't the know what point, the extra point. You have to bounce uh, it off the ground. Yeah, uh, and that desi- takes a lot of skill and they precision. Have a, they have a designated kicker for something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe DK. maybe um maybe Nick Folk should do that or something. That'd be cool. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the tennis. All I know is Naomi Osaka lost. Either. Yes, she did, unfortunately. Um, yeah, the shooting was weird. How's the golf? I haven't. Uh, have all not, I know is JT shot par. Have not watched. They the were golf asked yet. how his Olympic <laughs> experience was, and he goes, "Yeah, it's par," because <laughs> he shot literally. <laughs> so he did not record a bro- bogey or a birdie or anything above no. or under par. No, nope. just eighteen pars. No, I'm very, I'm very into the combat sports. Beach though. volleyball is very fun to watch. Yes, and just volleyball in general. Yes, very. Those good. guys. Whack that ball hard! <laughs> Did you see the guy? What country? I forget what country was he, what he was from, but he launched the ball sixty feet in the air. Oh, he hit it backward. Yeah, that was be- that was like an I'm Italian like, guy for beach volleyball. How I'd, did he hit it like that? I'd knock it off my Dolmuller. <laughs> I'd miss the ball, yeah. or I'd hit my teammate in the back of the head. What is athletics? What is that? Oh, that's is track that and field. Oh, I guess track field road. 
Oh, not okay. a fan of the cycling. No. We got not. the Tour de France. Like, move on. No, I don't think anybody watches that either. Cycling track? That could be interesting. Cycling track. Is that like indoor roller wow. rink? Oh, yeah. Oh, that could, that's like speed that, skating, but on a bike. Dangerous. <laughs> that, could, that, could, that could cause some wow. serious injury. The whole... I don't understand... I'm, well, it's obviously like a judging sport, obviously, like other things, but the whole like... I do like the diving. diving. Too. I do like that. You do? Yeah, kind of. I'm not really a fan. That's that. Could imagine a belly flop from ten feet above? That would knock the wind out of you. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think why? I think watching two people like literally in sync do it at the same time. I think that's synchronized cool. diving. Yeah, they also yeah. have synchronized swimming, which I do. no, not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Don't need to see eight. But who's people our? What's in the, the water. Who's our? Who's our American hero this year for swimming? Is it K- Caleb something? Caleb Dressel? Is that his well, name? there's Katie Ledecky. Yeah, she's cool. Love her. There's no Ryan Lochte or Michael Phelps oh, anymore. My, I think they are retired. They are... Michael Phelps is on the uh, the call for NBC. Yes, good for him. Love that. They are Did still... Lochte ever recover after he uh, got arrested in don't Rio? Think so. Don't so. I don't think he was ever invited back or whatever. What did he try and do? He tried to like steal something or something? He had some wicked hair, though. That's what I remember. <laughs> but he had, uh, no, Caleb Dressel, I think is the guy that won gold. Katie Ledecky, she lost in one event and then won like the 200 the fi- free and then the 1500, the long race. Yeah, she won that. Good for her. Oh, we got gymnastics on right now. Oh, this is the girl that won the gold medal in the uh, oh. individual all around. Suni Lee, I believe her name is. So that's, oh. that's nice. Cool. I Good would landing. tear my ACL doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I would need reconstructive just leg in case surgery. The li- just, I have to end on this note because we're watching the Olympics. and Just in case like the listeners didn't know, it was one point in my life. Oh. Where I could have been in Tokyo. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Nicholas was a gymnast. I was. You were also a martial art or martial artist at one point. I was. Uh, ta- no. Taekwondo. Taekwondo. And I'll tell I'm you sorry. a story. Did, did I ever tell you a story why I quit Taekwondo? No. I didn't? Okay. Did you get kicked in the head or something? No. No. <laughs> I was pretty Did you get good. a kick to the peroneal nerve? No. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Me and... Did you uh, too many banana trees? <laughs> I wish. No, but uh, I think it was the purple belt test. I I went How pretty high far. Up is that? That's pre- that's like a couple away from black. I was <laughs> wow, pre- really? I, I was white, yellow, green, blue, blue. <laughs> Are they just the had colors to be a of the red, rainbow? There had to be a red belt in there somewhere. I don't look know. it up. Yeah, look at Taekwondo. Oh, she fell off the mountains. Tough. Taekwondo. Look up Taekwondo belt system. stages system. I don't know. But I was going for, no, I think I was going for my green or purple belt. I think those are the higher ones. I think it was the green, I think. I don't know. But the test was, you know, you had to chop pieces of wood. And I was a child. I was a child at this point. Did you put your head through it? The test was you have to hit it with your head. I wanted no part of that. So I was a child. I cried. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to hit it with my head. <laughs> Never did. And I quit. Uh, There's no way in hell you... I, now I would do it, obviously. Now I would do it. But as a young boy, did not want to chop a piece of wood with my head. <laughs> I did it with my arms, did it with my legs, I think. But, you know, not with your head. I have the uh, the belt. All right. Is it? Can you... Wait, don't tell me. I want to kind of guess. White. Yep. 
Yellow. Yes. Red? False. Wow. That's way off. Is it? Is red belt like up there? Yeah. Is it pa- is that past black? No. Oh, it's not. Red, yellow, green? No. Blue. No. All right, just tell me. White, yellow, orange. Oh, the orange, yeah. Green, purple, blue, blue senior. Brown, brown senior. Uh, Red, junior, black, and then black. Oh, so purple wasn't even close. Okay. Yeah, that was the purple belt test. Yeah, didn't want to do that. I think I stole my gi. <laughs> just in case you didn't know, that's the, that's the what you wear. The garment. Yeah, the garment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then my gymnastics. Sorry. The oh, 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 gymnastics. Off the, off the bounce meme. There. Gymnastics. I was a kid. You know, you want to. You want your kids to be active. Thanks, mom. You want your kids to be active. Uh, was not good at the balance beam. Was not good at that. I was good at the uh, what she was just doing. Yeah, even bars. Yeah, I was very good at that. Really, you were was, flying around. I did that. Well, obviously, you had like a spotter to help you, and then the rings. I think I was okay at. That seems um, very difficult. I didn't do like the arts. Do I don't think they do. Do they do that in women's gymnastics? The I rings? I don't know. I don't think so. I, have, no, I haven't should, seen them. It's the Olympics. They have rings. They should do that. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's just a male uh, competition. Could be. But um, I don't know. One day I just didn't want to do it anymore. I cried to my mom and told me the teacher was mean because she was mean. She was scary. And then my mom took me out of there and took me out for ice cream. It rewarded me for being a little baby. So, but I was told by one of the instructors that if I keep at it, you could be in the Olympics. That's not bullshit, ladies and gentlemen. I could have been representing the United States of America. Me. Me. Can you imagine me wearing one of those things? No. (laughs) Well, the men don't wear those. Yeah, but it's still tight material. (laughs) I don't think we want to do that. Especially not at this point in my life. Big men. Be a lot of stuff. Olay. Okay, Olay is right. Olay a butt. Smoke up my ass. Olay a butt cheek comes right out. <laughs> oh, it seems that he's lost his farm and his butt cheek is out. <laughs> That's going to be points deducted. <laughs> it's not proper etiquette in the gymnastics no, world. No. Oh, well. <sighs> All right. That's good to end on. We're back. At least for this week. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TSSB Pod. You guys know where to find us. Uh, we haven't been active. I apologize, but we're getting better. The summer, you know, the summer's hard, too. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. A lot on. of stuff going on. Jobs, looking for jobs, school yeah. stuff. It's okay. We'll back. You said the F word. Who? That, that guy that they just zoomed in on. Oh, fuck. Why would you say that? Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Namaste, and keep listening to the Tri-State Sports Beat. Goodbye! It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. And the pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. Hello, Brooklyn. I love your corners. I'm happy soul. I love your corners. I'm happy soul. I love your corners. I'm happy soul. I love your corners. I'm happy soul.